Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Good morning. This is number four of our month three in The Hour Has Come. We are talking about service this month. We're talking about some of the last conversations that Jesus had beginning in that upper room when he was washing the, the feet of the disciples. I wanted us to look specifically at Philippians chapter 2, the passage that speaks about Jesus emptying himself, and talk about some of the ways that he emptied himself, specifically from Isaiah 53. As we look at that, The verse that jumps out at me in Philippians 2, of course, where he emptied himself, just like he emptied himself when he poured the water in that basin and washed the disciples' feet. The passage is, Christ, being in the form of God, didn't think it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation or emptied himself and took on himself the form of a servant which was made, and he was made, in the likeness of men, and being found in fashion or in the likeness of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even the death on the cross. When we talk about him emptying that water, pouring that water in the basin to wash the disciples' feet, and we talk about him emptying himself and taking on the form of a servant in Philippians 2, I was very much reminded of Isaiah chapter 53. So if you'll turn there, I just want to take some ways that Jesus emptied himself from that particular passage. Let's look first. I want us to look all the way at the bottom of the passage first where we actually have that he poured himself out. It says, Therefore will I divide him, and of course this is a messianic prophecy, specifically a prophecy about the cross here, in Isaiah 53, and I'm sure you're familiar with it, but the last verse says, Therefore will I divide him a portion with the great, and he will divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul to death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sins of many, and he made intercession for the transgressors. He poured himself out. So from Isaiah 53, I'd like for us to just look at a few ways that he poured himself out. Let's begin in verse 1, and we're going to read to verse 3 right now. Who has believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? For he will grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form nor comeliness, and when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. The first one we have there is is that he gave up comeliness and beauty. There's nothing that I can even imagine being more beautiful than the realm of heaven itself. And certainly nothing with greater splendor than the king of kings and the lord of lords in that heavenly realm. And he had always been that. And he gave that up. He emptied himself of that beauty and comeliness. And then next it says, um, He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. 
he gave up the esteem, the complete, the world that was completely void of any criticism. Do you realize Jesus Christ had never been criticized by any of his peers before he came to earth? And then his peers esteemed him not, despised him, rejected him. He gave up an uncriticized realm. I'm not going to take the time to turn to these passages, but others you could list here when he gave up the uncriticized realm would be John 5, 18, John 10, 33, and 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4. Jesus came to a world. He had never been criticized by those people around him before, perhaps by mankind, but not by his peers. And he came to a world where he was going to enter a society of people. He was going to become a social being with men that he created and he was going to listen to them criticize him. He gave up an uncriticized realm. And then we continue reading. Uh, he gave up, he gave up uh, a painless world. Let's go ahead and read four. Surely he's borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. When you read that, you you automatically think of severe physical pain. That's not all that is included in those verses, of course. The lack of esteem there, they did not esteem him. And it's really interesting there that it says that the Jews of that day thought that this was God doing this to this man. This man's done something because look at him. Cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. They thought that Jesus was suffering punishment because God was doing it to him. He was afflicted of God. He emptied himself of a world in which there was no pain. He also um, emptied himself of sinlessness. And I know that we're using double negatives. If he got rid of sinlessness, we're saying he got rid of of a negative, of of a void. He got rid of a void. And so that's a not a good way to probably say that. What I am saying is that he came from a world of no sin and upon him was placed my sin. He emptied himself of the complete, not that he sinned, but he emptied himself of a sinless realm to carry my sin. Verse 6, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He emptied himself of, for a time, of all authority. Think about it with me now. Jesus didn't have to die on the cross. There are lots of ways, and we've been over those in Digabits before, that Jesus could have avoided death on the cross. He could have called the 12 legions of angels. He could have spoken up and said some things that would have he could have performed a miracle right before Pilate. Lots of ways that he could have gotten out of dying on the cross, but he gave up that authority that he had to opening, he went from all authority in heavenly realms to opening not his mouth. Verse 7, 
He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb or mute, so opens he not his mouth. He went from heaven where he had all freedom to prison. He was a prisoner in between the garden and the cross. Isaiah 53 verse 8, he was taken from prison and judgment. And who will declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. He went from a place of eternal life to a place of death. He was cut off out of the land of the living, verse 8. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. And as for his generation, who among them considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living for the transgression of my people to whom the stroke was due? I love that phrase, to whom the stroke was due. I have to remember that. Every time that I think about Calvary, I was the one to whom the stroke was due. It was my punishment. It was my stroke that he took. He was buried. Think about this. He was buried under dust. From which he had made man. He submitted to being put under dust. And he had, you know, there was a day when he had taken that dust and formed a man. And yet he submitted to being put under it. And having to wait until it was his time to glorify his father by that resurrection. He submitted to being put under the dust from which he had created men. That's verse 9. And they made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit found in his mouth. He did, verse 12, pour out his soul. He emptied himself of splendor, of grandeur, of, of a pure world, of a of an authoritative position of all authority he emptied himself of a realm of of that was completely void of any peer criticism of him he emptied himself from painlessness to experience pain jesus just emptied himself and filled himself back up with our transgressions with our iniquities, with what should have been despised about us, which should have been not esteemed about us, with the silence before his shearers, which should have been ours. He shall see of the travail of his soul, and he shall be satisfied. By his, by his knowledge, shall my righteous servant he knew what he was doing his knowledge by his knowledge he did it on purpose shall my righteous servant justify many because he will bear their iniquities praise god that the iniquities of cindy collie have been born because my lord jesus christ emptied himself i hope you have a great day